about Fine. to yeah. throw your arms around oh, me. Oh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> and I want to pray for you. All right, pray for me. Got enough space there? Yeah, that's good. Your arms aren't going to no. whack everything up. No, that's good. <laughs> Let me pray for you. Father, I want to thank you for J. John. Thank you for the blessing that is being worldwide to so many thousands of people. Thank you for the many people that have come to know Jesus Christ uh, through using him as an instrument uh, in spreading your gospel. And Father, we thank you for the gifts that you've anointed him with. We thank you for his willingness to come and avail those gifts to you this morning. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you come and anoint him, that he may speak this morning in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction for the glory of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Good morning. Oh, I've cried so much this morning. Good job I'm not wearing makeup. Oh, wasn't that, hasn't it been heartwarming? Just hearing the story and, um, oh, just wonderful. And uh, John, amazing that he responded to the prompting of God all those years ago. And uh, God is prompting us all the time to do his will. But how wonderful to hear about Mike and Jane and others of you. Uh, just amazing. Mike and I, we call each other um, whenever we text each other or even phone each other. Uh, we address each other as Levendi. That's for the Greeks. You see, the Greeks knew what that word meant. <laughs> And the word levendi means handsome. <laughs> so that's how we address each other. We're like, hello, handsome. Hello, levendi. I go, hello, levendi. Isn't that a nice little thing to do, isn't it? Because we're all handsome. You know, we're beautiful in God's eyes. And that's really, really uh, important. Well, um, before I get into my message, um, I... There's never an appropriate time to mention a, a, a book, but I want to mention a book. And uh, because this book, well, I've been thinking about this book for 40 years and it arrived on Friday. And uh, some things, some good things came out of lockdown. And this is one of the things that came out of lockdown. It's called Will I Be Fat in Heaven? <laughs> Will I Be Fat in Heaven and Other Curious Questions? And uh, I've taken 38 questions that many of us think about in life and, uh, you know, about God, about life, about the future, about all these things. And, um, you know, what has been great over these last 20 years and when we saw all the people come down here, so many people with so many questions have been helped in their journey of faith. And wasn't it wonderful when all the cards were turned around and to see the difference that it's made. Um, anyway, so if any of you are interested in that, when you pick up your coffee, uh, it's over there. Last year, I bought um, a pack of face masks, okay? And um, th these are designer face masks, but all the proceeds were going to charity. So I thought, oh, okay. And you buy a pack and you get three face masks. So I thought, well, you know, that's good, designer ones. I mean, I'd never heard of the designer, but there we are. And um, I thought, well, I, I like to support charity. And I took the first one out. And the first one says, love. The second one that I took out says hope. 
quite nice, isn't it? Love, hope. What should the third one say? No, the Apostle Paul came up with three words. No, he didn't actually. No, that, I, sent, I sent another book. Yeah. Faith! Faith, hope, love. Okay, so we've got love, we've got hope. And the third one, nothing. Nothing. So I thought this was a mistake. And so I queried it. And then I discovered that this wasn't a mistake. They just wanted to promote hope and love, but they didn't want faith. But listen to this, you see. If you want to have love and hope, you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. And so I made my own. So... I made my own with faith, hope and love with the actual reference on it so that I could walk around and many people have said, oh, what is that? I said, it's a Bible verse and it talks about faith, hope and love. Faith. And one of the things that, that has sustained, well, first of all, it was faith that John asked uh, Mike to come. It was faith that Mike actually did come. It was faith that many of you joined the team to pioneer in that, in those, in that beginning. And faith has continued. As I pondered, well, what could I say to you today on this 20th um, anniversary and I, I'd like to give you a little message both to the church, to the Christians, and I'd also like to give you a little word to those of you that may not yet call yourselves Christians, but you're on this journey of faith. A couple of years ago, uh, Killy and I, we were in Sydney in Australia for a conference. And um, because of jet lag, we, we decided to go to bed early the night before the conference was going to start and uh, we just got into bed and as we just got into bed we could hear fireworks so we got out of bed quickly we opened the curtains we looked out of the window and we couldn't believe what we saw we were in a bedroom on the 37th floor of this hotel pretty high up. So when we looked out of the window, we actually had to look down because we were above the fireworks. And we were able to see the fireworks from a completely different angle, a different perspective. We pulled up two chairs and we just had the chairs there and we just looked out the window. It was an amazing display that I think went on for about half an hour and it was just incredible. Now, what do we need in life? We need to have insight. Insight is like looking at something through a microscope. We need to have foresight. Foresight is as if you're looking at something through a telescope. We need to have oversight. Oversight, it's like looking from a helicopter down at your house where you live. We need to have insight, foresight, 
oversight. Who has insight, foresight, oversight? Who has all that? Only God has that. And when you're connected to God, you gain more insight. When you're connected to God, you, you gain far more foresight. When you're connected to God, you gain more oversight. When you're connected to God, you gain much more hindsight. As we look back and learn from the past so that we can press forward. I want to encourage you today on this 20th anniversary celebration to look, to look in five directions. And the first direction I want to encourage you to look is to look up. Number one, look up, up, look up. And the Bible, Psalm 121, it says this, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Look up. Don't look down. So many people, so many of us have got our little mobile phones and even in the street, we're kind of looking down, aren't we? And then, <laughs> We're looking down all the time, looking down. Don't, no, don't look down. You know, I see so many people now who have been looking down so much at their, at their phones, they need to go and see a chiropractor. <laughs> Because when they move the phone out, they're still bent over. Have you noticed? Look up. That's what we need to do, is to look up. There was a, um, a doctor, a, well, a patient went to see a doctor uh, because of anxiety and, and all sorts of things accompanied with that. And the doctor said, I'm not going to prescribe you medication. I want you to do something. You told me that you walk from your house to the station to go to work. And it's like a 10-minute walk. What I want you to do is I want you to look at the rooftops. Would you look at the rooftops of the houses as you're walking down to the station and look at the rooftops when you walk back? Would you do that for four weeks and then come and see me? And she went back after four weeks and her anxiety had lifted that oppression had lifted. Why? Because she was looking up. She was looking up. Therefore, she was breathing better instead of looking down. You know, and we're encouraged. Look up. Look up to the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Psalm 105, verse 4. Can I encourage all of you, whether you're Christians, whether you're not, look and seek God. Seek God. Seek God with a desire to do his will. I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. Wouldn't you? Right, repeat that after me if you agree with it. I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than to stand with the world and be judged by God. Number one, look up. Number one? Number two, look in. 
Number two, look in. One Samuel sixteen seven. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see things. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God knows our hearts. God knows our minds. God knows what we're thinking. God knows our motives. He knows those motives. One of the, the Beatitudes says, this is something that Jesus said, the pure shall see God. The word pure in Greek is gatharos. The word gatharos literally means no mixed motives. Who are the people that are going to see God? They're the people who've got no agendas. They've got no mixed motives. There's a purity. I like that story of the first Russian astronaut that returned from space. And at his first interview, he, the first question at the interview was this. Did you see God? He said, no, I did not. And the Soviet Union heralded this as proof that God did not exist. And a professor at a university got up to proclaim that Yuri has, has confirmed there is no God. And he was t telling the students there is no God. And one student stood up and said, Professor, may, may I ask a question? The professor said, yes. And he said, the student said, uh, was Yuri, did he have a pure heart? And the professor says, what do you mean? Well, only the pure in heart will see God. <laughs> only the pure in heart will see God. You know, so what do we do? We look up, we, we look in. And in other words, we need to examine ourselves. Psalm 139, search me, God, know my heart. Test me. See if there is any offensive way in me. So we have to examine ourselves and be honest with God and be honest with ourselves. I remember Killy and I were in this hotel and uh, on a, some ministry trip and um, oh, the bathroom was just Oh, one of those amazing bathrooms. And, you know, there are two sinks and it's like, ah, oh, great. Well, we don't have two sinks at home. You know, we have one sink and it's like, I've got my own sink. And, uh, and it was really, and it had one of those big little round mirrors. And, uh, and it, I mean, the whole thing was mirror. I mean, it wasn't too good when you were looking into it because, you know, particularly when you've got furniture disease, that's when your chest falls into your drawers. And, um, you know, so you're seeing all this stuff. You're seeing all this stuff that you hadn't quite noticed before. But then I'm always curious in hotels. You know, I open the drawers. I'm opening this. I'm opening that. And then, so there's this massive round mirror. And I kind of, I pulled the mirror out. You know, I thought, oh, you know, pull it out like that. And as I pulled it out, a light came on in the mirror. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, Killy! So Killy ran in. She thought I'd slipped in the bath or something. I said, I can't believe it. My nose. Look at my nose. I've got a million blackheads. 
You see, what was very interesting was this. When I looked in the normal mirror, I couldn't see a blackhead. When I looked at a magnifying glass, I was like, oh my word. Now, can you imagine God looking at our hearts, looking at our minds, looking at them? I mean, he sees every little blackhead, every little debris, every little thing. He sees it. Okay, what do I need to do? I need to look up, but I need to look in, and I need to be honest with God and honest with myself. There's a concluding story to that point, which we will come back to. Number one, look. Number two, look. Number three, look back. Number three, look back. So John 1 verse 29, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There is the Lamb of God. He is the one that takes away the sin of the world. I was driving around in London and I saw this big white van, huge van, and they were decorators. And they were advertising their decorating firm. And they, underneath their name, they put underneath, established in 2018. And I, I, I kind of wanted to put the window down and say, are you idiots? Are you idiots? Who is going to use them? What, they've got a lot of experience. They've been doing this for such a long time, you should use them. You know, established in 2000. What do you mean? I mean, if they had any sense, just drop the established bit because it doesn't, it almost says you're discredited because you have no experience. Fortnum and Mason in London. Outside, there's a big plaque established in 1707. I think they know how to run a department store. <laughs> 1707. They've been running a department store. They know. Right. Christianity established 2,000 years ago. Billions of satisfied customers. <laughs> it was established 2,000 years ago. And there's more history to it before that. Billions and billions of satisfied customers. I remember when my son Michael uh, was very, very young, and he and I went to buy uh, a present for Killy. And uh, we were going around um, the stores, and then we walked into one store, and as we walked in, there was this gigantic poster, and it said, Do not touch all breakages must be purchased why didn't i just walk out i mean i've got a four-year-old you know we, i should have just said michael no i don't think this is the store for us and it said do not touch isn't it interesting do not touch and it compels you to want to touch both little michael and his daddy 
because you're going around it says like don't touch so you're like yeah 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 don't touch well I'm touching <laughs> but then of course a kid doesn't know how to just touch and I kind of saw it from the side of my eye as he knocked this thing over and I, I, I saw it like in slow motion kind of come off the shelf and you know, fall to the ground and then and it smashed and within seconds the manager was standing next to us and didn't say a word just pointed <laughs> just pointed to the poster I said I didn't do it I didn't do it he did it he did it not me he did it and I thought for a moment I thought why don't I just walk out because I didn't do it and he can pay for the consequences he did it he pays for it there was absolutely no way that little Michael for well, had the money could sort this issue out and pay for it no he couldn't do it only his daddy could do it only his daddy could pay for it for the damages that have been caused and in the same way that's what our Heavenly Father did for us we couldn't pay for the damages we couldn't pay for all the broken commandments that we've partaken in we couldn't pay no and so he sent Jesus to come into this world to die upon a cross for us one of my favorite analogies to try and help us understand the cross of Jesus which is the heart of Christianity is of this famous artist who went back to the very rural community where he was born and brought up and he's walking around some of the village stores and he sees an antique store and he looks in the window he cannot believe what he sees he sees one of his masterpieces it was a painting that he had painted many years before he was famous it was scratched it was dirty the frame was broken but it was his but he couldn't go into the antique shop and say to the manager the owner that's my painting give it back to me if he wanted it back he had to buy it back before he could clean it before he could restore it before he could reframe it that's what Jesus did Jesus Christ bought you and me back by dying on a cross by shedding his blood to set us free from the past and give us forgiveness from the past and give us new life today and give us a hope for the future Jesus came so that we could be cleaned restored and reframed and this is what you guys have been doing here for 20 years you've been enabling people to come irrespective of how dirty they are to come and be cleaned to be restored and to be reframed all because of Jesus 
Jesus, because of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus. Our old story ends with the cross, and our new history begins with Jesus' resurrection. We look up. We look in. We look back. And fourthly, we look around. Number one, we look. Number two, we look. Number three, we look. Number four, we look. We look around. So, Jesus said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father and how beautiful to see a little bit of the history um, of of oakley church and to see the difference that you've made in the community and in the lives of so many people because as you know people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And so I want to encourage you to keep looking around. You've done two decades. Now you're into the third decade. Keep looking around. Some people create happiness wherever they go. And others create happiness whenever they go. Be one of these people that creates happiness wherever you go. You know, there are two reasons. There are two reasons today why people are not yet Christians. One, because they have never met a Christian. Two, they have met a Christian. (laughs) They are normally one of those two reasons. So I want to encourage you. People of Oakley Church, I want to encourage you. Look up. Look in. Look back. Look around. And fifth, look ahead. Fifthly, look ahead. And we read in the Bible in 2 Peter chapter 3, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the the day of God and speed its coming. In keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Look ahead. Look ahead. Anticipate Jesus coming back. And that reminds us that this isn't a game. We are talking about our lives and our destinies. Let me remind you what Jesus said as as we read the Gospels. Jesus said that men and women are traveling along one of two roads. Men and women are serving one of two masters. 
Men and women are building their lives on one of two foundations. Men and women are going into one of two doors. Men and women are heading towards one of two destinies. Heaven and hell. Now these are the words of Jesus. Why, why would Jesus, why would the most loving man who ever lived in the history of the world say these things? If they weren't true, they are true. Life without Christ is a hopeless end. But life with Christ is an endless hope. I want to encourage you, Oakley Church, to look in five directions today, tomorrow, and in this next decade. I want you to look up from where does your help come from. Your help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. I want you to look in and be aware of your condition. Keep clean, keep pure, keep going back to the cross. Look back to the cross. Always look back to the cross, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Having encountered this and experienced his presence and the presence of his Holy Spirit, we're empowered to be his witnesses. So look around, keep, keep helping keep serving, keep supporting, keep looking around. How can we help more people? I don't know, you know, we can't help everyone, but we can help someone. And look ahead, look ahead with great expectancy that Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. That's my word to you as a church, Look up, look in, look back, look around, look forward. And can I encourage all of us to commit ourselves to looking in these five directions all of our lives. Now, for anyone here who may have not begun this journey of faith, this Christian faith, you know, what, what does Christianity involved? It involves, I think there are four words that kind of sum it up. The first word is admit. The second word is commit. The third word is submit. And the fourth word is transmit. Those four words kind of sum up the faith. The first thing we need to do is to admit. Admit that we have a need. Admit that we're broken admit these things that, that was so beautiful seeing all these people with those cards because the, they admitted that they were like this and in order to get what it says on the other side of the card it starts with an admission yes you know i am dirty my heart is dirty i do need cleansing i do need freeing I do need this. Admit, admit that. Admit that Jesus came in order to clean us, restore us, and to reframe us. You have to admit it. Yes, 
I admit it. I admit it. And then what you do? Commit. You actually have to make a commitment. A commitment. You know, Killy and I got married on the 23rd of February, 1983. And, you know, the minister said to us, will you take, said to me, will you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I mean, how would he have responded if I said, whoa, I've been thinking about it, actually. I've <laughs> been thinking a lot about it. You know, he do, the minister doesn't say, what do you think about it? You know, how are you feeling about it today? No, he, 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 the, the minister says, will you? Will you? I will. I will. It's a question of the will. And some people do not seem to exercise their will and make a commitment. But when you make that commitment, it's like you enter into all these assets that were always available, but you never access them. The kingdom of God. And for me, you know, I was a student not far from here, Hendon College, and while I was there, I met another Christian, a Greek Christian called Andy Konomides. He gave me a Bible and he helped me on my journey of faith. And there was one day when he showed me in the last book of the Bible, in Revelation, Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. If you hear the knock, open the door, let him in. And he said to me, have you heard Jesus knocking? I said, I think so. He said, have you opened the door? I said, where's the door? Where's the door? He said, don't worry about where the door is. Ask Jesus to break the door down. And I did. I asked Jesus to break the door down. And when I said, Jesus, I don't even know where you are. I don't even know where the door is. Break the door down. But the moment I said, break the door down, the light came on. My heart was warmed. And I made that commitment. Admit, commit. Thirdly, submit. You see, when you open the door and you invite Jesus in, where does he go? Some of us open a cupboard and we go, get in there, get in there. Because <laughs> some of us want to have Jesus in our house, but we don't really want him influencing us, do we? We just don't want him influencing us. You know, I mean, you know, let, let, I'm having lunch. Killy and I are having lunch with, with Mike and Jane and their family today. You know, I mean, just imagine I, I just say, oh, uh, Jane, uh, could I, can I just use the loo? And she oh, yeah, 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 it's just round there. Round there. I thought, oh, OK, great. And then I go, I go to the loo, and after I get out of the loo, I think, oh, I'll go and have a look upstairs. <laughs> well, I just want to have a look. I just want to go and see their bedroom and see what it's like. Oh, I'll go into Eloise's bedroom. I'll just go and have a look, see if it's tidy, just checking things out. And I don't come back for half an hour. You know, they think that he's got the runs or something. <laughs> and then they come searching for me and they find me upstairs. What are you doing? I thought, I'm just having a look around. <laughs> you can't have a look around. You know, you see, some of us transfer that attitude to Jesus. You can't go looking around. What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm going down to the basement to clear out the cobwebs. 
I'm going up to the attic to clear out the this, the bats. I'm going into the sitting room, the dining room, the kitchen. The, I'm going into every room of your life. Do you know what the Bible says? Three do nots regarding the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Submission means uh, every door in my house, every room, you have access. When the Spirit of God has access into every part of your life, your life gets transformed. And you end up producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Wow, that's not bad, actually, is it? And then you admit, commit, submit, transmit. Because why? Because when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, you're empowered by his presence. And you transmit this to other people. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. That's it. Essentially, that's it. My two messages today. One, look up. Look in. Look back. Look around. Look forward. That's a message to this church. Keep looking in five directions. In fact, that's a message to everybody here. Look in five directions. Okay? And admit, commit, submit, transmit. Where are you along that? You may have admitted, but you've never committed. Some of you may have admitted and committed, but you've never submitted. Some of you have admitted, committed, submitted, but you haven't really been transmitting. Okay, today, make a decision either to begin the journey, admitting and committing, or if you've already begun the journey, Admitting, committing, but you've not submitted, submit today. If you've admitted, committed, submitted, but you're not a transmitter, choose today to be a transmitter of this good news to other people. Make a decision to affirm, reaffirm your faith, your commitment. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just take a moment to ponder what you've heard throughout this wonderful service this morning of celebration and what you've heard me say. If you've never been looking in those five directions, looking up, looking in, looking back, looking around, looking forward, why don't you say, Jesus, I want to start looking in these five directions. If you've never begun your Christian faith or you know that you need to make another step forward, I'm going to pray a prayer, whether it's your first time or whether it's a recommitment, whether it's a surrender. And as I pray this prayer, just echo the prayer in your heart. You can either in your heart or you can whisper it out. It doesn't matter. The Lord will know that you're saying the prayer. Here's the prayer. Jesus, I bow before you now. I come just as I am. I know I have done many things wrong. 
And I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life now. Come into my life. Cleanse my life. Fill me with the presence of your Holy Spirit. I commit and submit my life to you. Empower me with your spirit. I want to transmit this good news to others. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I announce and I pronounce his forgiveness over you. May you know the truth and the reality of the prayer that you have prayed. And we pray that you will protect all of us, Lord, as we endeavour to commit, submit and transmit your good news for a time such as this. Lord, we choose today to look up and to keep looking up, to look in, to look back, to look around and to look forward, anticipating your coming. And we pray that you will help us and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm just going to pray one more prayer before I hand back to Mike. If you have any concerns about your health, just put your hand on your heart now. And it might be actually you're representing yourself or you want to represent someone you love who's not here. Put your hand on your heart to represent yourself or someone else. And Lord, we're asking you now as the great physician to hear our prayer. Lord, where there is any kind of sickness, infection, disease, we pray that you will flush it from our bodies. Where there has been any kind of degeneration, we pray for regeneration and we pray for restoration. We pray that you will bathe us in your healing balm. We pray healing of body, mind and spirit. Lord, even today, give us a tangible sign of your healing at work. And we pray and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I do hope that you've been uh, inspired by uh, my contribution today. And I hope it's infused in you a little bit more faith, hope and love. You know, if you have just begun this journey of faith, I, can I encourage you, you know, to tell someone and maybe Mike might say something, but just to tell someone, yes, I, I've begun this journey or I've chosen to make progress uh, in my journey of faith. Uh, but I, I hope that you'll always remember these five things. Look up, 
Look in, look back, look around, look forward. And, and just keep, keep being focused. Go as far as you can see and see how far you can go. That's the word. Over to you, Mike. Thank you very much. <laughs>